BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode I got with me Kobe McGrew. Uh, Kobe, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hey, uh, my name's Kobe McGrew, obviously. This has been my first Irish holiday where we stayed home since we're all being good staying in the house. Yeah. That goes away. Uh, it's horrible. Still had green beer, though. Made it a, made it a point to get out to the store and had green beer. But, um, but I don't know. I, I would say I'm an OCR racer. I do a lot of events. But again, everything's canceled. Um, I was looking forward, yep. to, uh, looking forward to Vegas. This was going to be my first race back um, racing Elite again. I've been uh, doing age group and trying to get back going faster. It looks like we're restarting. So uh, pretty much that's me right now. I'm, uh, I'm a group fitness instructor. I've been an elite Spartan for uh, five seasons. Now I've uh, not been elite, but we're nine seasons in uh, doing a couple other OCRs, but mostly just uh, Spartan race, terrain. Um, I did do Epic last year. I'm just staying in endurance events and I'm always riding bikes, always riding bikes. That's me. I'm the bike guy and uh, OCR guy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty basic. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's one thing that that I've like been looking around my house because I've <laughs> my wife hates it, but I've stockpiled um, fitness equipment, and that's the one thing I don't have is an exercise bike. But huh. I do have because my father in law lives with us, and he's a little wacky. Um, he likes to buy bicycles from garage sales, right, and then piece them all back together. So I think I have like fourteen functioning mountain bikes out yes. in my my garage. So nice. it, it, I, and I've been thinking about just cause we have a nice park right across the street from the house. And I've been thinking about just going to find whichever one of them looks like the best and will work and just go for a ride. I mean, I used to, in my teen years, I would do a lot of mountain biking. We used to be able, you used to be able to go up to Snoqualmie pass up here, you know, in Washington and there yes. in the summer, you could go up the lifts yes. with your mountain yes. bike and go mountain bike, you know, up top because there's so many trails up there and we used to do that every weekend so i i miss that part of my my exercise routine i think i need to get back into that well i know you can see me but so where my hand is right now this is my old downhill rig right here i used to take up on the lift it's on the wall man i i miss doing that and uh you know this you said you're, you're missing one thing um you're missing two things you're missing a, a wife that lets you buy gym equipment man <laughs> um, <laughs> you go into my front room, you know. So when I moved out here to, uh, I moved out to Arizona five five years ago after Heather and I met uh, my girl. Uh, you know, we met in OCR through Spartan, and I ended up uh, packing up business, moving out here Arizona. And the first thing I did was start cramming, uh, you know, my workout equipment in this one little room. And then um, within a month, I hear things like, um, "Why don't we buy mountain climbing holds to mount on the walls of the house? And um, why don't we get rid of the extra living room and turn it into a gym?" So yeah. because of her, now you walk in my front door and I have a 26 foot long turf going down at my, my living room with every piece of fitness equipment I need. So the apocalypse is not going to bother my equipment or my fitness. We're in the house and we're good. So what you got to do is figure out maybe she can friend my uh, my girl on Facebook and they can uh, start hanging out online and, and she'll be like, hey, honey, let's go buy some more gym equipment and you'll be right in there with me, man. You got the bikes. Well, I got nine. And see, the thing is with her is it's not that I bought all the gym equipment. It's that I'm not, I bought all the gym equipment, but then I go to the gym and I don't use all the stuff that I, that's at home. So okay, that's well, kind she's of legit the one thing she's, that she is legit. So, so it's not that she, I can't have it. It's that I'm not using it enough. So, so and that's work. the thing is exactly now that I'm, I'm at home 
for, you know, a little bit, then I, I guess I'm going to have to start using it because my gym isn't open. And I've even got stuff here that they don't have. So, <laughs> see, that's why you, 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 you set up a routine with somebody you want to do a podcast and you see if they can get through your workout while you guys talk for an hour. <laughs> that's not actually a bad idea. So, see, and that's what I think. Yeah, we've been doing quite a bit. We've been doing a lot of different things when I've been talking to people, different ideas on what to do for workouts at home, you know, and Dang. that was one of the things, one of the things one of the guys came up with that I'd never heard of, but now I guess I've heard from a few other people, a lot of people do this, is the card game. The what? The card game, where I you basically assign, you assign each suit of cards a, a specific workout and then when you flip over the cards, you like shuffle the cards and you start flipping them over. And when you flip it over and if you say, okay, diamonds or burpees and you flip it over and it's the nine of diamonds, you do nine burpees. Oh, so you, okay. So each car, each, okay. So each suit will have an exercise and then you, you flip it over and that yep. determines how many you do. Yep. So, so how many, how many flips do you do? As many as you want. That's kind of your decide. I mean, that's just a way to, it's a way to change up your workouts. You know, it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, now I can, yeah, it's telling me what to do. The other one that I've, I've done, I've done in the past is you use two different die and I would get like a six sided dice and then like a 20 sided dice okay. because I'm a nerd and I used to play D and D. Um, no, no, no. I'm on, I'm listening. This is this. No, I'm learning right now. Dude, you understand this is gold for me. Go oh, yeah. for it. But you, I'd use the, the six-sided dice would tell you what your workout you're going to do. So you'd have, you know, six different workouts. You could say, okay, yes. the treadmill, the elliptical, burpees, yes. push-ups, and whatever. And reps is on the other one. And then your reps is on the 20 side. So if it's, yes. you know, it's either 20, 20 reps or 20 minutes. So it depends on, you know, what if it's all of a sudden you get the treadmill and you roll a 20, okay, you got 20 minutes on the treadmill. Game you know. And that's, it was a way to randomize, you know, and you can pick for whatever you want. So if you're stuck at home and you don't have, you know, you don't have a treadmill, you don't have an elliptical, you can just pick, okay, number one is going to equal push-ups. Number two is going to equal this. And it's, it's different ways to randomize your, your workouts and find things to do. So that's what I've been loving from this is talking to everyone and getting these new ideas on how to randomize and, and make my workouts more fun and so I'm not getting the repetition of, okay, I'm doing push-ups and squats for the next two weeks. Right, you know? right, right. And so it changes it up and you start finding new things to do. So, Well, you, you think yeah. on, and I, on, a wider, on a wider spectrum too, I mean, if it's good, that's keeping it fresh for you. Think about the people who's never started that can't, that can't get an edge into it. I mean, I know a lot of people who, whether you go to a personal trainer or you go to the gym, I mean, that's, it's not your thing. Like the ability to have, some randomness and at least control it. And then the accountability is just the dice. If you're playing the game, yep. to me, someone who's not into working out would probably hold themselves accountable more to the dice because it's them setting their workup out. They're saying, okay, we're going to do push-ups, We're going to do burpees. And if they get that 20 sided dice, they know, holy shit, we might have to do 20 burpees. But if they're yeah. rolling it, I think they would be willing to do the 20 burpees or at least more solid. than if I was like, all right, here's your workout today. We're going to do 10 push-ups, you know, five dips, then 20 burpees. They're going to hate the burpees. They're not going to do them as solid as if they roll them. So I like that idea. I, I, that, yeah. I've never thought of that. I've never seen it at everybody I know, and I get a lot of ideas. That's gold for me. Yeah, um, yeah see, it's, it's one of those ones that's just finding new ideas. I mean, like I said, I know yes. I've used the die one before, but the, the card one was a new one on me. So it's, that's what never I love about it. this is talking to people like you and talking to other, you know, people. And it's like yeah. coming up with new ideas on how to make workouts interesting. Cause for me, I do go to a gym and there's a personal trainer there right now. And, you know, I've talked to them and stuff, but, and it sounds horrible to say this, 
the money for it right now just isn't there for me. Cause right now me and my wife, I mean, obviously this is kind of putting a, a crunch on some of our stuff, but we're planning, we're planning on buying a house in the next six months. Right. We've been looking yeah. at, we've been, yeah. So it's like that extra $1,400 for, you know, personal training over the next, you know, three months is kind of like, eh, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm buying a house and then, you know, in the next six months and I need every ounce of, of cash that I can find for down payment and, you know, closing costs and everything else, I'd probably do it. But, you know, it's finding that, oh, okay, I can't afford that right now, but what can I do to keep myself? And especially now that I can't go see the personal trainer because here in I, Washington, I don't think all the personal trainer is going to do, I don't think the personal trainer is going to, I'll just tell you from here, I'm listening to you and you're getting, so you started, and this is how people, and I like to, I don't like breakdown. When I say breakdown, I break down people like not where they're coming from, where they're at on this. I get your personal trainer. Before you even tell me any more reasons why you don't do it, personal trainer is not going to lock you in. What will lock you in? You have the ability to set up these tasks, reach these people, talk about these things, learn these card games. Your mm-hmm. your deal is not a personal trainer. Don't waste your money. I mean, you, can, you can't afford it. That's great. I can't afford it. But when you can, don't waste your money. If you can sit down in the first five minutes of the conversation and you're, you're, you're calling and we're talking about different things we can do and off the gate, you haven't really asked me anything. You're already telling me ideas. So you don't really need a trainer. What you need to do is implement what you know, learn more every day and just set about doing it every day. It's on the same line as, oh, my wife doesn't want me to have that or, or the fitness stuff. She wants you to use it, implement it. You yeah. have the ideas, just like the fitness club. You have the ideas like the cards and the dice and the things that you're picking up these tidbits from your, your, your gateway is what you're doing with me right here to go pay a fitness trainer for you. It would be absolutely ludicrous. What you do is surround yourself around the people who are going to get in your ass and make you make sure it happens. And when you do that, yes. you're fine. Save your money. What you can do is you use your money to do this on a global scale, to talk to more people, to put out video casts, to do things and show up at gyms where you're implementing these things you learn. And showing these things instead of telling me, saying, hey, I'm talking to Kobe today. We're in a gym. He's going to learn how to do this with me. And we're 10,000 miles apart. And you're showing me in a gym what you're learning, not teaching a trainer to show you. You know these things. That's what I'm getting out of it. That's cool. I think all your money goes back. You go to a trainer. If we have the same conversation in a year, the trainer will be teaching you how to do stuff that you already know. You just need to get there and do it, my friend. If you have any questions, call one of the thousands of people you know in the OCR industry. I'm going oh, yeah. to grab, grab a Home Depot bucket, fill it up with rocks, and start climbing up the hill. Do that for I a month have... and tell me how you feel, my friend. I have six of them out in the yard. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. Bucket and burpees. Yeah. I tell people all the time, if you're broke, go get a $3 bucket. There's rocks out front. Do some burpees. Carry your bucket. You will be the strongest cat I know. Oh, yeah. And that's it. And that's it for me. It's just one of those things for me. A lot of it's willpower, just getting out there to do it. It's like, I have all the stuff at home. I have, you know, I think six different buckets of 170 pounds, 150, and then like 35 pound buckets. So I have different sizes, uh, weights, so I can do different things with them. I have Atlas balls. I have different size tires, some that I can flip, some that I can drag, you know, different sizes, you know, some that I can grab a a sledgehammer and hit them to get that good rotation going. I mean, so it's like you said, and that's kind of the thing that I've really know. been listening and talking to people like you in my brain. I'm like, I know most of this stuff. Why would I need a personal trainer? trainer? I just need to, I, what I need is exactly what you said is, and I've got that, you know, my best friend, Don, the one that's the, the one that is the kind of manager of the podcast that helps me out with all this. You know, he is the one, except he's on quarantine right now because he was exposed to the COVID, right. but um, he's the one that usually is the one that's 
for lack of a better word, up my ass all the time going, come on, let's go do this. Yes, come on, you yes, need to get yes. out here and work out. You need to go do this. He's setting up workouts at my house with other people so that I can't just be like, yeah, I don't feel like coming out of my bedroom today. And it's you like, have okay. to equip me. You already told me. Yeah, yeah I do. So it's, it's like, come out here and time to practice. He's in quarantine. You're not supposed to really leave. And I know whether we believe it or not, let's just kind of follow the rules as adults. We kind of make our own rules and hopefully we're good enough adults that we make good yeah. rules. But man, look, we don't know for sure. I'm trying, I'm kind of stay home. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. You got a perfect opportunity, man. Just wake up and, and hop on one of them out the bed. And eventually those are going to start kicking in and your boy can yeah. hold you accountable from the house. You call him and say, Hey man, I hit them. I hit that 20 minute workout. Uh, all right, cool. You guys go back and forth. And that's all it is, man. I, I get it. If you go to a trainer, he's going to hold you accountable, but you can do that without paying somebody because there's enough people yes. in your life that care about you that will train you mentally to do what you already know physically and, 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 and intellectually, how your brain works. You understand how to work these things. You know what muscle is weaker. You know how to do that without even creating an exercise. You just need someone to say, get there and do it. That's it. Yeah, and that's, it. that's exactly it. That's so, it. and that's, what's great about, you know, the OCR community. I mean, as a whole is, you know, I've been a part of this community for a long time now, I guess. I mean, this would be, if everything was happening this year, this would have been my fourth year in Vegas, you know, yeah. um, and my fifth year racing. And so it's kind of one of those things right now, as it's looking, it looks like my next race, unless things start happening again, is going to be Montana. I'm missing and it. I want to make it so bad. I think I'm going to miss it. This money is hitting it. too hard again, man. I wasn't going to, but this is, this is going to hurt yeah. for about five or six months. So I think my next race back is not even going to be till Cardinal Stadium because it's local. I can't travel right now, man. It's too much money. Yeah, see, for me, it was one of those things. I mean, I missed Montana last year because I had to have a hernia surgery, like, literally the day before. What's the I had to have hernia. <laughs> I had a, an umbilical hernia. So I had to have a hernia surgery, like, the day before. And they're like, yeah. And it was actually the second year in a row. I've had it twice. The first year I went and did Montana, even though I was supposed to have surgery the next week. And they're like, okay. you probably shouldn't. And I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. I'll have surgery the next week. It'll be fine. This okay. year, my last year, my doctor's like, no, we're doing surgery before. So you don't go and do something you shouldn't be doing because <laughs> my doctor knows me too well. So, <laughs> so I missed it for the first time in five years. So this would be my fifth year in Montana. I mean, I started in fifth. No, actually it'd be sixth. I think I started in 15 was my first year in Montana. I did okay. the founders race there. So, yeah. um, and that's hopefully going to be my next race. If that gets canceled, my next race is actually going to be a full marathon nice. in June. I've done so one. It's, it's one of those for me. It's like, and that's been the hard part that I've talked to a few people is, you know, you train differently for a Spartan than you do for a marathon. And especially those two different races because Montana, have you, well, it depends. Cause have you done Montana? I'm going to let you and finish Montana. it. I'm going to tell you my, uh, 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 I, I'm uh, going somewhere. I, I want to see your bigger picture on this but I don't agree with that, but I'm going to see what you think the training is. Go for it. Yeah, I have done Montana, well, so go ahead. My thought with Montana is when you're going to get, getting ready to go to Montana, yes. you're training for hills. You're training to go uphill because Montana is uphill for 13 miles, and then somehow you end up back at the, the you know. It's all uphill, yeah. yeah well, it's you all know, uphill. It's, it's, yeah, it's all uphill, man. It's all uphill. But then the, the marathon that I'm doing, it's a full downhill race. I want to do that one. It's the one in, yeah, it's the one in Seattle. It's full yes. 26 miles downhill. Okay. And it's an amazing, you start off, you actually go through a three mile. Easy. That's actually harder, uh, by the way. Oh, it is. I did it last year. So it's three miles through a train tunnel. 
that has no lighting. So you have to have a headlamp while you're going yeah. through this train tunnel. Yeah. And once you hit the middle, if you turn off your lights, you can't see either side. There's yeah. no light on either yeah. side. It's amazing, but it's all downhill. So those are completely different muscles. So yeah. when you're training to go uphill, it's more what your hamstrings and stuff like that. Downhill is more your quads. So it's two different muscles that you're working on. And that's kind of my thought is usually if I'm getting ready for the downhill race, I'm training to race run downhill on all of my quads. So, you know, and then for Montana, I'd be training more for the uphill. So that's kind of my thought process on that. I mean, either way I should be training for the strength in my legs, but it's two different muscles that I'm worried about. There you go. I'm waiting for it. Thank you. Get there. Yes. Yes. Yes, I was waiting for it. That's why I didn't say it you're is. gonna get there. I see it. You're getting. I, it's, I know I need to tr- strengthen my legs either way, but it's kind of one of those things. It's just two different muscle groups it's that not, you're getting. But ready, it's so. not. But it's not. You're not. You're gonna compensate one or the other. So, yeah. Thank you for getting to that. So please yes. go. Yes, I have ran a marathon. Yes, I ran one. So we talked about Spartan. I've been in it nine years. So Montana yeah. was the first race we raced with West Coast Spartans. We founded it at the very beginning before the. Vegas race. We raced in Vegas, um, but it was loosely put together in Vegas and we missed biggest team. I like uh, Montana. We raced that founders race was our first race. And the first race that I raced after Heather and I actually officially, um, that was, uh, that was the last year we went under that bridge thing. That's right. That little wooden bridge. Yep. Um, yeah, it was really anymore. cool. You don't go under that anymore. No. <laughs> So I missed actually missed Montana the last two years. So this year was supposed to be my first year back. That is my absolute favorite in the whole wide world. Every venue, every race, everything I've I done love Montana. related. That is my hands down favorite venue. I like the people in Kalispell. I like I like it. It is beautiful. The drive in, you you see the barns and you see that you go across that water and you just you go, wow. I actually flew yeah. into Seattle um, into the guy, uh, my, my uh, guy that's part of uh, West Coast Barnes actually lives up in Seattle. He does the West Coast obstacle. Uh, Jesse. Oh yeah. Jesse. I love Jesse. Jesse's one of my best friends. I love that guy. So he's, he's a fat, he's a founding member. He found him and yeah. me, him, Troy, he's a founding member of West Coast Barnes. So that's where West Coast obstacles came from. Um, yeah. Is part of that. And, and I flew out with him and him, me, him and Heather drove from there to Montana um, that year. Uh, was the first year we did it. I miss Jesse. I got to go out and see him. Um, you should. I love Jesse. He's, in fact, the, I have two. He's amazing, two, dude. Three. Three walls in my yard. A Z wall that I actually haven't set up yet. Yes. An eight foot wall and a, um, uh, a leaning wall that are all Jesse's. They were ones before yes. he did West Coast obstacles. When him and Chris did infinite obstacles, when yes. Chris left, I got all the obstacles that Chris had. So all those yes. obstacles that Chris had are in my yard. All my Atlas balls, they came yes. from Jesse. So see, Jesse and, and is, just, I love Jesse. See, so look, look, it's crazy. So it's like the Montana and then and it's just cool. We're connected. We do a lot of the same thing, mountain bikes. The same thing with, with Jesse is like, seriously, that just kind of, that kind of happened. We all met at, at a race. In SoCal, we decided to put this team together and start talking online from distances. And him and I coordinated and made shirts with about three different people. And we, we I have a bunch of them. team rosters. And it's crazy, man. Like the, the people we meet in OCR keep us not necessarily alive, but they alive. I, alive meaning you're not alive if you're just waking up and, and you're slowly dying. I'm like, I, I explained it to somebody the other day. I'm like, look, I'm 45. I'll be 46. I, I'm not going to tell you I'm on the upside of my life. At this point, you have to accept the inevitable that you're dying from halfway. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's part of life. You're not going to get stronger. 
You're not going to get faster. What you can do is maintain what you got, or you can elevate what you have for that age. This is the Spartan deal. If we're going to get to Spartan or if we're not, I am not super into Spartan now because of the split in the competitiveness and how it's a different, it's the same ball, but I think it's been bounced so many times. I don't know if that makes sense. Like you can, People that know it can still grip the ball, but people that don't know it, they can't grip a basketball that's been used a lot. They have hard times with it. All they can do is play the game. They don't really grasp yep. it. And that's an analogy that a lot of people will understand unless you play basketball or something where you have to hold on to something. Is That new ball, anybody can ball handle with that. But unless you are seasoned and you love the game and you learn every aspect of it, that slippery beat-up ball in the ghetto is going to come out of your hands. You're not going to be able to hold it. You're going to know the game, but you're not going to be able to stay in like the people who do it the way they should and so i think we age out at some point there's a it's pointless to have 50 or 50 categories of age group man you either are you are in the game what we set this up for we set it up to be an olympic sport one day to be globally the same thing that makes people come out and compete the same way at some point you have to realize you're not competitive and it makes sense to have a, a, a master's category in elite because there is far into your 40s people who are definitely elite and olympic level competitive but again we're not growing up anymore we're growing down so when we top at 38 you have you know we're talking at 36 38 or some of your fastest guys in the sport at 40 we're only a minute off at 40 when they aged me into only two years the two masters elite years i got to race i finished top 10 every time and i was still in the top 20 in, in regular elite and then there's no competitiveness when you say, okay, look, it's elite, and I get that, but then all these other guys can be winners in, 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 in four age groups. It's, 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 it created this group of people who are now entitled winners, and I don't think it's I, – I, I would rather just be a, someone who's not winning. I would never call anybody a loser. Um, no. But that's the good thing about OCR is, you, is it's an individual sport where you can't say – I can't say, look, man, it's, it's, it's anybody else's fault. It's Kobe's fault. You know, it's Mike's fault, whoever's fault um, that I didn't win. You just have to show up and be like, that guy was better than me. I got to get to work. And so that that makes me feel competitive to say, you know, I got a little older. So now I just got to get to work, work enough to beat these 20 guys right here. And then I can call myself the winner. That mentality is where the the sport is, is, is pretty much at. It's, it's not an entitled sport, but it's, it's, I liked it when everybody couldn't do it. I mean, there's some things you can, some people can run a tough mutter. I'm not saying that's bad. Tough matters hard. You have to have teams. You have to have the ability to focus with people. You can fail a lot. You can chicken out on so much stuff there because if you don't like heights or deep water or darkness, you're done. You're done. Yeah. I've never done a tough matter. Know why? I'm not getting electrocuted. You got me effing kidding me, dude. I'm, I'm afraid. I tell you, afraid. That um, was my biggest fear. That was my biggest fear with tough matter is yeah, I would not get one dude. for the exact same reason. No, and this dude. year, my Don and, and Charity Fick, who's a, another member of the, the BeastNet team, finally convinced me you're doing one. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I ended up going through electric and you can walk around electric shock therapy. But my yeah. brain said is my no. mindset is if I signed up, you cannot I'm not walking around it. I can't no. walk around it well, for myself. That, man. You didn't finish. It. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. And I went through it and I got hit a couple of times and it did kind of suck. But then one of my other <laughs> friends couldn't go through and I ended up walking back around and then going through it a second time That's and stopped it, in the dude. middle, 
stopped in the middle and I'm talking to him and Don took a video of this and you can see me talking to him and every once in a while you see my one arm twitch. Yeah. And everyone's like, why is that happening? I'm like, that's because electricity kept hitting my arm while I was talking to him. <laughs> and it's just That's awesome, man. It, it was very tough to get over that fear, but because I had the same fear. I'm like, I was definitely afraid of getting shocked. But once I did it and I got shocked, I'm like, okay, this really isn't that bad. Um, but I saw all the videos of people getting shocked and dropping and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. So yeah, it's talk back and forth more anyway. Cause you're, you're, you do that. I like it. It's the, it's the type of people I like, man. Yeah. I, I'm one of those. I'm mean, not saying that... don't go get shocked, but just because the thought of it is like this, you have a fear like that. You went F it. You went through it. Then you're like, oh, this guy feels like me. All right. And I got to go get him. You know what I mean? I'm going to go yeah. get him real quick. And you went back through it again. It probably wasn't even that spooky. You probably got psyched up a minute. Like, here we go again, but then you went right through it with them. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's what you got to do. I mean, it's for me, I'm one of those like you is it's one of those, like you said, it's like, if I signed up for this, if I want that headband, yeah. I can't, I can't walk around. It's just, you know, if there you was a medical DNF condition, you can't do it, man. You can't yeah. just walk around it. You got a DNF if you can't do it. Yeah. Maybe you you got to do it. And that was my thing. And I'm like, you know, I've got to do this. I have to do this. And I went through every obstacle there. And I mean, I made sure that I, you know, even if it scared me, I went through it and I tried, you know, and that was it. And it's, that's what you got to do. And that's my thing with Spartan too, is if I don't do it, then I do my, my burpees. The only times I really haven't done my burpees. And I'll be honest is Montana. I is anytime I've, I've had an issue with one shoulder that I've dislocated a couple of times during a race. So if my shoulder was dislocated, there was another time I really jacked my wrist up at, at a race and I didn't do burpees, but I did something or I did a one-handed burpee. You know, I did squats. I did something. I, I did something to, you know, I failed the obstacle. So I hey, need to do something. But, I, I you know. like the fact that you do. I like that you say you do something. I, I'm like, I am, I am like that, but to the point where, so, and I'll get to my sports, my DNF story that almost happened. Cause you said hernia. So I have a hernia DNF story for you. You're like, it's a it's that spark. But here's yeah. the deal. I see people do squats. I see people do, um, I see people do, um, you know, one handed whatever. Um, I know if you have a shoulder problem, you can't do burpees, but you can touch the obstacle and go over where burpee fit is. Yep. Here's where I am. And this is not, I've never, and people have said, I'm a dick about saying this. And I'm not, I'm like, if I could not do any kind of burpee or any kind of obstacle or any kind of mileage, I cannot do a Spartan race. Know why? Because part of my story with having a hernia, not even that, actually, it was a different race, was I was actually a big bear. Here's a quick, here's a quick story why. I was a big bear. I've never been negative in a race. And I, after you know, six years of Spartan, I tried big bear when it came up. Absolute worst race I've ever raced. I mean, now I won't go back because I went the second year and I embraced it and it sucked. It sucked just the same. Um, but my first year, my mental state, from the start, it was good. And as soon as I started and I felt how it was going to be, I wasn't trained prepared. I, I wasn't in the right state. There was there was issues, not really issues with our team, but you know, just the mechanics of things change and relationships change. And I was out of California and I wasn't in the same circles and just um I, I was doing I was doing more for me and my life than doing, you know, team stuff. And the people that were running the team stuff were doing different stuff. So we just really didn't stay focused. And I just was probably I was probably making, you know, 10% of the people there because I passed some people miserable. All I did was complain and complain and bitch. And I hated it. And I just, I had the worst mindset ever. Went back to Big Bear the next year with the, with a positive mindset. I hated the whole, I hated the yeah. whole, um, the whole entire thing, but I walked past Casey. I don't know if you know, Kay- okay, well, you know, Casey with no legs. Oh yeah. And this guy's this guy, and it's not that he has no legs. 
It's that this guy has no legs, dude. I mean, yeah. none. And I'm sitting here being a total jerk, and I'm walking up the hill, and people are looking at me going, you got it, you got it, you got it, buddy. Dude, I know I got it. I'm me. I do this. But I'm in this wrong mindset to come around the corner, and I'm not even paying attention. And before I even see this cat, he sees me coming around because it's a loop where one of the carts where I switched back a big bear. And he's like, hey, how's it going, Kobe? I look over and like, first thing I think is, man, why are you complaining? This cat's farther up the hill than you and he's talking to people. Like, my it's it's if I you have to be able to do it. If if that guy can get through and do burpees, anybody can't, or you have to figure out a way to do it. And I'm not saying you would I, I commend everybody who does extra stuff because that's better than the people who go, I can't do burpees and walk back. But yeah. I'd like it when it was just like death race. I like it when it was a smaller number, when they could cut bands, when they can do that. I'm not saying you deserve to get DNS, but I think if you can't finish, you get DNS. Um, yeah. um, Tahoe, 2000, or sorry, 2015. I, uh, I'm uh, probably three miles in. We're going uphill. And um, we had been stopping a lot because I started, I was going to run, um, I was going to run elite um, masters, but I was like, nah, you know, my girl was my first year with her, so I was going to stay back. So I stayed back, started at 8 o'clock. By 10, 10.30, we were only at mile three because we had beat so many people from the team. And a lot, you know, Spartan is everybody. I mean, you're talking athletes, not athletes, people who train, people who think it's not that hard. They show up. I mean, we're talking. We stopped for 20 minutes and helped an overweight friend of ours who was, well, at the time, well, now she's, uh, she's I think she's almost sub 200, if not sub 200, but she was over 300 pounds. Trying to do Toronto for her her first Spartan World Championships, the beast. Wow! We, we we pulled her up a hill for forty five minutes crying. My girl weighs a hundred pounds. She was pulling the girl, turned around backwards, keeping her leverage to keep her walking. Um, I got to mile five and I was trying to get into the porta potty and I said, "Man, I ate something really bad. I just got to take a poop, man. I don't know what's going on. I had no idea what a hernia. I wasn't paying attention. So you say hernia? I don't know. You said you had yours. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I leave the I leave the and the the um the water station no big deal we're walking and I'm wearing because I I usually just wear like my cowboy hat and at that time I was racing fast so I just had shorts on no shirt and uh, some guy goes crap man are you okay and I'm like why he goes are you gonna do do you need medical and I'm I'm like what do you look I look down and I had a baseball sticking out of the left side of my groin man like literally a baseball sticking out of the left side of my groin. I thought I had to use the restroom. I, I had half of my intestines sticking out of my left groin, man. I didn't even know. Yeah. Middle of Tahoe. I had to lay on the ground for about half an hour, you know, push it back in everything. I ended up finishing the race because they were like, you need to go down. And again, I'm like, no, no, no. At the end of that race, we're back to that Montana. This is the first year I missed Montana and I made it the next year. I didn't make 16 because a week before Montana, um, April 30th, no, the May, March 30th, because it was the day before it was my girl's birthday. I got surgery. Um, they call us a week before she, they go, we can finally get you in. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to do it after Montana. Cause I was just wearing a hernia belt being stupid, dude. I taped it up yep. a hernia belt on. I love those hernia belts. And if that doesn't work, put a second pad in it. You only need one side anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad idea, but it works, man. And we're going to get through it. And, um, she just said, no, you know what? And I, and I have to listen to her. Cause I, you know, I've, I've been married for you know, 12 years and I, I love my wife and she's good. It just didn't work. But, um, I think certain people think better than others and I make better decisions around stronger people. She's like, dude, don't do it. You know, go get it fixed. So I got it fixed. And I sat Montana out and it effing sucks, man. I missed it. And I've now missed it for two years. And so that's where we're back at again. I've been through the same thing as you with this hernia and missing these races. And now like we're stuck in the house, utilize that equipment, man, start moving, stay young, keep yourself alive, you know, 
And that's the hard part is, I mean, you get to an age and I mean, you know, I'm 42, so I'm not too far behind yet. So, um, and when I was younger and even up to a couple of years ago, I had the same mentality. I did, uh, Hawaii. I attempted Hawaii. The only DNF I've ever had, I DNF the, uh, the beast in Hawaii in 2000. 16 or 15 no 16 and i dnf'd because i broke my foot i shattered my foot eight weeks before the race and my doctor basically was like okay i had the boot he's like you can do whatever you want as long as you don't land on that boot you know land on your other foot jump do whatever you can go for it and i'm like cool well i'm supposed to be in hawaii anyway i'm going for it so i attempted to do a beast the hawaii beast with a full boot on yeah, my girl did that um, in SoCal. She did it with a boot. Took her eight hours. Stupidity. Yeah, I got. I ended up because it was raining and I had issues and I kept slipping, and it was a rough year. That was a year that was just horrible. I mean, it was raining. I ended up. I, I hit a point where Norm actually pulled pulled us off the course because yes. we missed the cutoff. He's like, "Nope, you guys are done. There was you missed the cutoff. You're out." And I'm like, "What? I wasn't yeah, there. It was but I met my friends there." And then the next day I was, I was done. I'm like, forget it. I'm done for the weekend. I'm done. And it was Brandon, my friend, Brandon Chin, who was basically like, fine, if you're not racing tomorrow, I'm not racing. I'm like, okay, you're a dick for saying that. So I guess now I better race. race. <laughs> now I so, <laughs> race. <laughs> so I came back, I came back, you know, I was going for the trifecta, but I ended up coming back with just the, the super, but, and a lot of people are like, you were there with a full boot on. Yes. In the rain, the dude, how are you going to do yeah. That's what I'm thinking is I'm like, dude, I, I know oh. I've seen pictures is like, how would it was you bad. stand up? You would be sliding down the hill on a ski. That was my problem. And actually, there was a couple times. At one point, I thought I'd cracked a rib because I slipped. And when oh, I came yeah. down, I, I came down right on my ribs on a well, rock. Montana, and Montana, dude. You catch those freaking, yeah. you catch those roots in Montana and go face first. Oh, yeah. Ground, dude. Oh. yeah. And Hawaii, I, I would say, I know you said Montana is your favorite, right? I've never, been, I've never been to Hawaii yet, though, man. Yeah. The two for me, it's either Montana and Hawaii. Those are my two favorites. And I will say the only issue I have with Hawaii is if you do, because I always race open because I'm not fast and I know I'm not. And I like to, you know, I like to be the guy that helps people too. So if I help at least one person. I can get through without too big of a crowd. If I make sure that, you know, I help at least one person get, get through an obstacle or something that they couldn't before, then I feel good about myself. So, and it's, you know, I even helped Jesse had brought a friend one time that was, God, Big T, I think was 40, 400 pounds. Okay. And we got him through, we got him through the Washougal race. And it was, nice. I will tell you, it was not easy, but it took us. No, no, no. You, you got to get a sprint. It was, stuff, stop it was almost race. six hours, I think, to do a sprint. Yeah. I've done it, dude. I've done it. So that race, was, I got the hernia. We almost DNF at the top of that. Uh, you bet you've done Tahoe, have you? No, I haven't. This last year was supposed to be my first time doing Tahoe, but because I ended up, I did the full, full trifecta weekend in Hawaii. I finally finished the whole, all three okay. races, but in so doing because of my body had like retained every bit of water I drank for a week. So my shoes didn't fit right. So by the time I finished all three races, my feet were pretty much bleeding and I couldn't walk. Um, but know, I finished. So I'm you like, know, yeah. Never, even in an ultra, in every race I've ever done, in any weather, in any tri- trifecta weekends, I've never even lost a toenail or got a black toe, man. Not- that was the first time I really had that much of a problem with my feet. And a lot of what it was is we were in Hawaii for a week before the race. Right. And like the second I get off a plane, and I'm a person, I don't like shoes. I don't either, <laughs> so dude. I don't either. So- I'm with you. I don't either. So the second we got to Hawaii, I pretty much kicked my shoes off in the hotel room and never put them back on. And then oh, all of a sudden we went to having no shoes. Yeah. So the second we went to go race Saturday morning, I took my shoes yeah. with me and we yeah. get to the race. 
I went to go put my shoes on and it looked like two hot dogs trying to break out of a, out of a bag. That makes sense because your arches are relaxed a little, your feet, yep. your whole street structure and relaxed. For so, so shoes did not want to fit at all. So it was like, you know, so I basically, I couldn't even wear socks because my shoes were, my feet were so tight in the shoes. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to do it anyway. And I ended up that first day I took the next morning. My wife had to, for about an hour to take my feet up with all the cuts and blisters and everything I'd had from the first day. So, and then the second day when I did the super and the, when I did the super in the sprint, I ended up wearing my everyday shoes. I didn't even wear my race shoes because my everyday shoes were sketchers that were bigger. So in wider, and I mean, they, they, they were more, but they accommodated your feet at least, but they accommodated fitting my feet. But by the end, by the time we finished the, the end, the next day we had to go to, uh, my wife wanted to go on like a dinner cruise and I pretty much had to go barefoot because I couldn't even get shoes on my feet because they were so like tore up. So my my ADD fired. So I just remembered something about your marathon training. Backside, I was asking you about Tahoe at mile 10. Went back to Norm. I miss Norm. I, I love, I, I love Hammond, dude. Hammond is just no, I love Hammond. Um, but I've tried to get Norm, him on the show, Norm, and he keeps saying yes, but dude, he hasn't been on just, yet. He will. He'll come on. Steve's cool. Oh, I know he will. He's, one. He just, he's all, he's, dude, that guy is like, he's the epitome of like, he's everything cool, man. He's like normal. Oh. He's a great guy. And Norm well, so is a little more reserved or whatever, but he pulled yeah. me off at mile 10 because of this. And we went up to this little tram station. And he goes, you need to take a break here. And the weather was horrible at this point. It was healing. I had no shirt. It took too long to get on the course. I had a hernia. And uh, so about an hour later, we had tried to go out twice. And uh, right when my buddy says, you know what? I'm going to go. Done. No, he comes in. One comes back in. He goes, we're shutting the mountain down. You have two choices. You can take this last three miles now downhill. Or you can get on this tram and DNF. My buddy starts walking to the tram. And my girl looking at me. I like, I, and that's the only time I, I almost DNF. I have DNF, but not in Spartan. I almost did. And like, I had tears in my eyes. I said, bro, I'm going to leave this race. You got to be kidding me, dude. Like, I was so upset. My buddy's like, screw that, dude. He pulls his shirt off and he gives me his freaking shirt, dude. And he's all, get down the mountain. He hops on the tram. My girl gives him a girl tank top for the team. He wears a girl's West Coast Spartan tank top down the tram. I went outside the freezing cold with a hernia and smashed down the mountain and finished. So I didn't DNF. Dude. Had yeah. to get done. Had to do my burpees and they were horrible because I couldn't do any swing. That was the year that the double multi rig was at the end. And I hit that thing and I'm like, nope, I just touched it and did burpees. But um, I DNF in um, the um, the strength course at um, Epic. I couldn't, oh. um, I couldn't, I couldn't do this over the shoulder bags. I, I got halfway through that 150 was too much. And uh, I sat there for eight minutes defeated on that bag. Dude. Picking it up and it was just knocking me over. Picking it up, knocking. Me yeah, over. I can't not finish this, dude. I finished everything. Nope, can't finish that. You can't finish it, bro. Sorry, tap me out, bro. I got nothing. I'm like, come on. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I, and I talk about Hammond, Steve Hammond. My my story with Steve is, and why I love Steve to to no end is um, Montana in seventeen, I think sixteen or sixteen. Yes, we were doing that, and I had one of. One of my race partners, literally I had, I happened to have like an ankle, you know, brace in my pack and a guy in front of us fell and like screwed up his ankle. So we handed him, I'm like, okay, here, dude, you can have it. Go for it so that you can continue your race. Literally 15 minutes later, my race partner rolls her ankle. Ah. So we're like, okay, whatever. We're going to keep going. We're going to, we're going to push through this. And she's like, yep, let's keep going. And then we had another friend that was with us, uh, Jody, um, Jody Van Ingen. Uh, Brandon's girlfriend, she rolled her hip like 
about mile six. So now she's limping and having issues. And then about mile eight or nine, we found another one of our friends who was so mentally, yep. She was so mentally checked out that she was just literally, she didn't talk to us for the entire race. She just shuffled her feet and giggled. Just shuffled her feet and giggled at as my friend she Troy was, Cole on the ultra, man, he was on his last yeah. lap and he, he had to tap out of the ultra. He DNF because he was literally just walking forward. You talk to him, he'd be like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yep. He's just like, Google, um, you'd say shit. He was like, fuck it. Yeah, like, are, you, are you good? Yeah, I'm just going to eat. I'm tired. Yep. Are you good? Do you want to go? And you couldn't talk to him. He was just dead eyed yeah. walking forward. Yep. And that was her. And we basically, so we kept going and we were, we were way too long on this. We were way too long out there because we were injured, but we're still like, we're just going to go. We're going to go. And Hammond caught up to us and he was the sweep. There you go. And Hammond looks at us and my friend Stevie turns and looks right him dead in the eye and says, you can do whatever you want, but we are not coming off this mountain and we are finishing this race. And Hammond looks at her and goes, good answer. Everyone behind you quit. So let's go. <laughs> I was saying you hear him and you hear his voice and I can hear him saying that because that's, that's what I like about him. Anywhere he p- comes across on the course, he'll roll the window down and go, Kobe. And I'm like, yes. Or he'll go West coast. And I can hear his voice. I'm like, dude, I love him. Yeah. I love him. So that's he literally, he stayed there. Man. I think that's why I stay there. Yeah. People like, yeah. He stuck with us for probably four miles and yeah. he stayed with us and just kept us going. He's like, you guys can do this. Keep going, keep going. And he's writing our heads so that, you know, our friends that are at the finish line, are like, where are these guys, you know, yeah. knew that we were there and we were the final racers that came through and he stuck with us and made sure we finished. We even had our one friend that was, you know, mentally checked out. She tried walking like past a bunch of stuff to continue on. He's like, Nope, Nope, you can do this. And just kept us going. And that's why I love Hammond. I mean, Hammond, yes most you know and not to sound bad but most people in that position except for you know hammond and you know other spartan people would have been like cool you're done you're taking too long yes. come on we're out yes and, and hammond's it's not like to no. be mean it's just because at some point it's a business and you and they're not yeah. trying to do it but they like almost think it's not that they don't believe in you it's it's it takes that extra person to understand that everybody should be able to tap on their own and you have to have that patience that's yep. cool to have that. So, so if that had been Norm on the sweep, you guys would have got pulled. Not that Probably. he's a jerk, but he's not going to hang no, out. But that's no, but that was, you know, and that was the difference with Hammond. He's like, okay. He's like, I love your attitude, you know, so you got to keep he's moving. Also and the he, guy that lives in the trails and likes, he goes out there and hurts himself for miles so he can look oh, at that. Yeah. Like, oh, look, so, I'm at the top of a mountain because it's beautiful up here. It's not yeah. Me, and I, I love him so yeah every time every time i see him on a course it's the same thing he's like oh my god i love to see you guys out here and yes. he'll come give us a big hug and you know because we were his his finishers on that one and it was just yeah. it was amazing that he let us because most directors probably would have pulled us they would have been like nope because yes. we finished in the dark by the time we got to the end it was a dark we did have headlamps if we'd wanted to pull them out but he's like nope we're good i got a flashlight let's just keep going you know and he called ahead to our our friends and so they all knew we were there and made sure that when we finished there was a whole line of people you know clapping and cheering us on to finish that race and it was amazing you know and the hard part for me was is my friends that i was with they're like they kept telling me they're like go ahead they're like you're you're the only one of us that's not injured and you obviously have the energy to keep moving and i'm like nope i'm i I said i was going to stay with you guys and we were going to finish together so i'm staying with you and it was 13 13 and a half hours on that course before we finished i i I ran uh the floor the first year of florida beast and i did it in like uh i did it in like five hours with a buddy and then we were hanging out because i I always hang out help out and i volunteer and um actually i was there and 
these team, the Puerto Rican team started at 10 o'clock in the morning. At 9 or 8 o'clock, they had the sweep with them again. And I don't know who it was, but they're a story like yours. But this guy in the Puerto Rican team was, about, I have it on video, it was about 400 pounds. And they're like, we're coming, you know. So I'm like, you know what? I, I, you know, I'm over it. I had like two or three beers. I'd been there for about five hours after you're chilling. We had already left, came back. And so I ran, I ran out to the last mile with this team. We took this guy over the A-frame. They weren't going to do it. I said, absolutely. I said, hey, man, are you afraid? He's like, no, I just can't get up there. I'm like, no, we don't get you up there. If you ain't afraid to go up the A-frame, we're going up. So this dude literally went over the top of the A-frame. We have, I have it on video on my phone. He's crying, like bawling like a baby. He comes off the A-frame, stomps over the fire, like burns his shoes up. He doesn't even care. Like, I can't jump. It yeah. was dark. There was 10 people in the festival. And uh, it, it was it was that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever been part of. I didn't run the whole race with him, but I did go out for the last couple last mile. I spent an hour and a half and we went over this A-frame. And I'm like, it made me not want to even race competitive for a while and i started dropping some of my things and running with open because again like you said you like helping people like i've been doing that this year i've raced a couple of different races and i it's i like to go fast i like to be strong i like to be competitive but again i'm not growing up and growing down and 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 i'm not as competitive to win money or win trophies or getting free stuff and it's not about beating my body up and being the best when i go out i start you know playing on these obstacles or teaching people it's so much more fulfilling than going fast. Yeah. Like going yeah. fast and then hitting the brakes and going, hey, check it out. Let's do this. Now they go fast with you for a minute. And next time you see them, they're going as fast as you. You know, yeah. making a point instead of just showing up and kicking everybody's butt. Sometimes. There's no point. Exactly. That's the one thing too. And that's one reason why I love Jesse. I mean, I know yeah. you talked about Jesse earlier. Jesse will, he'll usually go run competitive and then yes. turn around and, and come, come right through. That's and me. come back through. And what's so funny is, my I'm my the son is the flag. Remember that I'm the guy either oh, carrying yeah. the flag or or the. I know who you are. So my my son, he'll be 18 in a month, but he's done the last two years. He's done the trifecta, you know, got at least a trifecta in Spartan. And it almost seems like every race because my son's used to have a huge fear of heights. Right. But he's gotten over it. He's always on the A-frame and stuff like that. And every time we hit the A-frame, all of a sudden out of nowhere, we call them uh, Benton's guardian angel, Jesse would just pop up and be like, come on, kid, let's do this. And it's like, where the f- did you come from? Right. <laughs> it's he just already like, knows. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like he's waiting and he knows where he goes, hey, oh, this kid needs help over here. And that's Jesse. You can hear him saying he's probably sitting there chilling or walking up somewhere. Yeah. And he's like, hey, he'll, he'll just disappear from his friends. But I'm running over here real quick. And he'll come up yep. to the thing. He'll be like, hey, man. And, and, and you'll look over. And he's like, where the hell did he come from, dude? He just pops yep. up grinning with his funky ass socks on. You're like, where the hell did he come from, dude? <laughs> yep. And he's that got that grin. He's, he's got the... Just, ass grin. You see what I just said? It's funny ass, ass grin. And, and, but it's, and it sucks. And he's the coolest dude ever. Like, hell yeah, it's Jesse, man. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. You have two dudes that hate each other right there. And they know Jesse. It's all good right away. Yep. Yeah, and his his smile is contagious. He just has it's that, that so smile good. that's contagious. It he's is. such an amazing guy. So, yeah, we do a lot with Jesse up here. We, we, I have an A-frame story like that. So, uh, with the scared of A-frame, I've always been scared to flip an A-frame. It took oh, yeah. it took an autistic sixteen year old to teach me how to a ten year old girl to teach me how to flip an A frame this year first time oh wow because I was the one that was hyping her up and, and it was kind of cool this goes back to that running open thing so her sister runs um, runs competitive trying to run elite and um, mm-hmm. and um, we were at this um, filming event for the stadium stadium series last year we went out with the media because they were reached out to a couple of people who were known like you know in Spartan. 
So we all went out. We did a couple of media things with uh, three of the different local stations. So we're all, do you guys, what do you want to do for the media? Like, we should flip the A-frame. Everybody there is like all, you know, Spartan athletes. And I never flip the A-frame. I'm absolutely an elite athlete. I'm scared. Crack yeah. dude. To flip this A-frame. So they're like, okay, let's do it. So this girl's, you know, she's uh, she's autistic. She's a, she's a good athlete. But, I mean, she's not in the super best shape. Because she's just one of those girls that are into it now because I think maybe they got into athletics together. And her sister is an athlete, but she's more not an athlete. But she's dude. Yeah. This girl goes out and does beast. She come, she did a trifecta. She's doing ultras now. She does everything. Um, I think it's changing her life, and it's cool. She changed my life completely because we get to the top of this A frame, and everybody grabs the A frame and they go to flip. And I'm like thinking, all right, I'm gonna do it. And then I I go to check it out, man. And I see everybody, including her, and her head over there. And the, no one says anything to me. She looks over. She goes, "You gonna do it?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? And she goes, "Come on." And it's like, this is like, come on. And it's like, she's awesome, dude. I'm like, fuck it. Flipped right over. And she like, and so I got down and look at her. She, goes, and she gets stuck. So her feet go through. And she goes, she made it. We're laughing at her. We get to the bottom. She goes, let's go do it again. So I go, I'm like, from now I can flip the A-frame. And it was just the random people you meet. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't. And now they're like, I love this family to death. And they come over and train. They've been to barbecues. And um, her sister is, is going to be probably one of the fastest girls out there. And, 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 you know, she's not ever going to, she's not going to be the fastest girl, but she's going to be that girl who goes out there and staunch these Spartans solidly. She'll do, you know, 30, 40 races in a year. Um, she'll be well known in the sport because of her personality, because of the fact that, you know, it's not, I don't ever call it a disability. We don't call, I don't say people are special. Yeah. They're just different. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I, my kids, I have two slightly autistic kids. You know, I deal with, with, with um, OCD, ADD, hyperactivity, um, just different stuff. And uh, like ADHD doesn't exist. It's two different conditions. I have both of those separately. And, and so to be able to focus and do any of that, she can, she's going to change so much you know, and she's a positive oh, yeah. girl to the point where she looked at me and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty badass. And she's like, you're going to do it. And I'm like, why, why are you not doing it? Why are you like, I, I don't think of myself, like, that's like the personal trainer thing. I don't really need a personal trainer. You know, to do this. I just didn't have, I didn't go to do it. And then like, she just kind of, it dug in me and that changed my whole perspective on everything with Spartan. That kind of put me back in that train people. You can learn from everybody. I already know yeah. that, but you have to slow down to learn to people because some people aren't as fast as you mentally or physically. They may have a lot to offer you, but if you're too busy doing you or only hanging out with people as fast as you, you're going to miss so much more because the pit crew makes it happen it's not that the pit crew is slower the pit crew is the heart that's where you learn slow is smooth and smooth is fast so the people who go slow it's not that they are slow they're smoother they're learning more they're not speeding that's why slow is smooth smooth is fast i believe that now i would rather be smooth because that's both if you're smooth you can go slow enough to get everything perfect and you can go fast doing it done deal yep. i like oh, yeah. it man what are you oh, doing uh, what, what are you going to be doing in the next couple of weeks to to keep these people in man you got this this cast are you talking to people are you going to post some yep. videos on a site or anything or um i think we're talking about the videos but we haven't gotten that far yet we, we've thought about it um a lot of it's going to be talking to people like you um on different ideas on how to you know to to keep yourself active and going through all this you know yeah. there's the whole mental game that we talked about earlier you know having the willpower to do it i have everything at home it's just a matter of using it you know keeping yourself going through all this it's just gonna be a lot of you know we're gonna talk to as many people as we can we're gonna be posting you know if you have videos and stuff you know we'll be sharing yeah. any of your your videos for people to you know go to and you know promoting all the people that are helping us talk to people about this because the big thing is it's like for me you know i've mentioned before that 
in the last month and a half, uh, you know, month, I've lost 20 pounds, you know, nice. because of, you know, and I'm yeah, working on that. that I've, on there, man. I've been working on my diet. I've been working on, you know, exercising every day, you know, every day, hitting the gym three times a week. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, contact, man. yeah, all of a sudden they're like, gym's closed. And I'm like, oh, dang it. What can I do? And my wife's looking at me going, you have all this gym equipment. Why do you even need the gym? And I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. You know, so it's a matter of just getting myself moving and, and making sure that I don't because I'm one to I'll find any excuse I can to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. <laughs> so it's it's making sure that I'm keep my willpower where I'm at to not sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Well, but I'm, have it, a, we have a second a topic energy. than one other day, dude. I get that. So another day I, energy, I, so. and I'll talk to you because I know we connect once in a while on Facebook. I will connect yeah. with you and you're gonna like I'll tell you something. I wanna maybe we'll do a show on I, I'm I've been writing something for about five years it's the it's the two it's the two theory not two but t-o-o and it's where mm -hmm. you place it there's only if you place the word two before something it's never something that works out it's not a positive deal if you place yeah. the word two after it's because you either learn something new or because you've done something forward so the word two can make or break anything it's the two theory yeah. and i also have some tips for you to stay going so what you were saying about keeping keep people going through this think think on a larger scale than this two weeks are telling us to stay and you obviously you said you're close to it where it's you know a lot of the outbreak started there and um yeah and uh and so you you know people say is it true is it not like i don't know if it's one virus doing that if it's a bad case of flu i have all kinds of theories that's a whole nother freaking topic to stay on that topic think longer term than the, than two weeks because yep. what we don't want to do a if it is just a scare or it's just it was bogus or the flu inflated that's great but what we just did for the last little more than two weeks is stop bringing the normal days of bacterias that we normally take i'm not saying we use we usually lick door handles but i'm saying we normally have some sort of more interaction with going to work or people in the environment breathing sneezing touching things more kids out uh, more kids going to school and coming back to family those families going to work so you're talking thousands of interactions per minute per person alone that can be deducted of what's going on. So to stop working out at home when this is over and flooding back around people is probably not the best idea. Maybe slowly go back into it when they say, hey, you know what? The risk is on. Let's not be five days a week gym people. Um, no. I unfortunately work there, so I'm going to have to be in and out. But again, um, I'm very healthy. Um, I literally have never... I haven't been sick since I'm 11 years old. I, I don't get um, flu. I don't get strep throat. I kick, I catch a bug and what I can tell what it's going to be. And, and it's gone within a, within a day. It never puts me out. I don't call in sick. Um, I'm sure something will happen one day, but right now it doesn't. And, and I was just, I'm fortunate enough to, to never have been in a position to compromise my immune system with any kind of like foreign drugs or anything. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't even utilize marijuana until my 30s because they wanted to give me Ritalin and stuff, and I refused to take chemical. Um, so I've just stayed healthy. But I think people should figure out these ways to work out on their own or with their families and maybe slowly, slowly share their ideas with friends and then develop it back in. The good thing is it can get a lot of people active. But here's the deal. Yeah. What I'm doing is, since you said my page, if anybody that you know is interested in cycling, I know we connected about this um, just through messages before today because we we're talking about it. Um, I, I, I twice a day I get I dedicate a half an hour in the mornings 
um, to a little ride I stream on um, on uh, Facebook on my Facebook page. My Facebook page is, is public. You don't even have to add me as a friend. Um, I don't. I'm very very transparent. Like my life, I have nothing. No one can dig anything up about me. If I was a millionaire tomorrow, I'd be safe. I mean, the worst case you yeah. can say is I'm, I'm a bit of an asshole sometimes. I apologize. I mean, everybody has bad days. I'm never a jerk. You know That's what I mean? Who you are. I'm not personally just a jerk. Everyone has a bad day, and sometimes you you be you're, you be different than you normally are, yeah. and you act different. So knowing that, my page is open, man. I do cycling on my page twice a day. Um, I, I always post random workouts. Um, if anyone needs any ideas um, to do anything at home, man, I mean, basic, I can tell you right now, here's a perfect thing you can learn. I learned this early in Spartan. They don't even tell you this no more, but Joe DeSeno will tell you, do 100 burpees a day. First people think, thing people say is do 100 burpees a day. Are you crazy? Nope, not crazy. This is how easy it is. You wake up in the morning. If you have to pee really bad, go pee. You don't got to pee, do 20 burpees. You yeah. know what I mean? Once you get your coffee, once you get your, your, your head straight, shake it out, you know, shake everything out, get the boogers out of your eyes. Blow your nose, use the restroom, you know, maybe put some house slippers on, walk around the house a few times, do 20 more. Yeah. Before and that's the thing lunch, I think a lot of people. Do 20 more. Hold on. Before oh. lunch, do 20 more. After work, do 20 more. Right after dinner, yes. do 20 more. You just did 100 burpees a day. Yeah. And that's a problem. A lot of people think 100 burpees, I can't do 100 burpees in a row. Yeah. You're not. Do 20 in the morning. Yeah. Do 20 more. You know, yes. break it up to five times throughout the day. Yes. You know, my. I've mentioned Brandon Chin a couple of times. Brandon Chin, every time we go out to eat, he'll do 10, 20 burpees before he eats a meal. Yep. That's his his thing. And it just in the middle of a restaurant, he'll drop and do 20 burpees, I, right? I've done, it. Oh, I've done or, it. Yeah. I've done so, it. For, for drinks. I, my mind was with Heather. She'd be like, you're going to have a beer. You're going to do burpees for that? I'm like, really? I've been at like on the border. I'll order another beer. I'm like, that's 40 more burpees, dude. Damn. Yeah. Get on them and I'll do it. Whatever. I'm waiting for food. Um. Crap, I didn't want to lose that one because it was something a real tip. I thought you said do burpees. We're doing do burpees all day. Um, what can we do to get 100 burpees done? It was something really easy to incorporate into your day. It wasn't how to do with burpees, too. It was something really – oh, earn your um, earn your TV time. We talk about – you said, I like to sit on the couch and eat um, chips and eat TV. Well, I'll tell you right yeah. now, look, I went, I went plant-based at the beginning of the year. I, I've cheated and ate chicken like four times. But I've literally eaten plant-based, which is hard for me because I'm not a cold person eater, so I don't eat salads. Um, but yeah. um, but uh, what you can do is earn your TV time. Um, you want 100 burpees a day? I bet you could watch one program and do 100 burpees if you do them during the Yeah. So when the Never commercial comes people. on, Never you commercial. do burpees. Until the commercial's off, you stop. And then you just mark down how many you're at. And I guarantee you, if you're watching one-hour TV show and you literally start doing burpees at the commercial, you'll have more than 100 and hopefully you'll be that guy that sees 15 minutes left in the show. Okay, 98, 99, 100, and you're in the beginning of a new commercial, and your ass keeps on going. That's the kind of person you have to be if you want to keep living the best you can. If you stop at 100 and got 15 minutes left, you're going to die faster, man. You have to keep growing and learning, man. I, I, li I like you, man. We're going to talk. Oh, yeah. The one thing that I do, and I used to do this, and I needed to redo it, is I moved for a while. I had my elliptical was actually in the living room. And if we sat down to watch TV, I would rock, I would use the elliptical the whole time. Like, okay, we're going to watch TV for an hour. I'm going to use the elliptical for while we're watching it. So not a fast pace, just enough to keep my heart rate up and no, just go for an hour. Perfect. That's actually perfect. And to touch on that, since people are, since you're doing this, so people get ideas, look, I'm going to tell everybody that ever listens to this, never place workout equipment in your bedroom. People say, no. why not? 
It is the most comfortable place in your house. I don't even care if your bedroom sucks. When your day is over, whatever you got going on, if your bedroom sucks, talk to me about how to let's get it. Let's elevate your life to have a bedroom that's comfortable because everybody deserves a place to lay their head comfortably. But putting a workout machine in there, got your place to go and you want to shut down and you have to do each day the best you can. And if you can't have chaos in there, it goes back to the theory of making your bed. Um, Try to, even if it's not clean and your shelves are kind of thrown off, you know, get the, get your cup off your nice hand, throw your, make your bed, throw your dirty clothes in the hamper and leave. But your workout equipment cannot go in there because that is your comfortable room. And you do not get into mode by walking to the most comfortable place to shut down and look at equipment and said, let's go get it the f- right now for 45 minutes. You never no. will do that. It cannot mentally happen unless you are a workout guru and you hop out of the bed like my job is to go do Nordic track commercials, then you're going to practice Nordic track regardless, but um, you don't put it in your room. Just whatever you do, just keep it somewhere like in a living room. So if maybe you do have it, maybe you are a couch potato, then you'll be a trend potato. What the hell's wrong with that? Those are fit potatoes, man. They are. And that's it. Yeah. In the bedroom. Cause for me, if I walk in the bedroom to go get on the treadmill, it's going to be bedroom, comfy bed, bedroom or comfy bed, treadmill, comfy bed. I'm going to go for the comfy bed. But you're, you're on my, you're on my mindset and, and you're a very similar person. I can tell yeah. now we've talked for a while. We talked before for minutes, but, and, and, but you're very much in that mindset and that's exactly what But people don't really, they, they don't understand that sometimes because Maybe their spouse is like, I don't want that in my life. Well, yeah. you know, the idea is not what you want. It's what it's kind of a what I want and what's better for our family and me having a heart attack or me getting in shape. And the only place I feel like I can do it is not locked in my bedroom. And that sucks that. And, and that's kind of I like to say that out loud because you don't ever want to have that argument. You don't. And I see fitness destroy a lot of relationships. And, and it sucks because I kind of like being in group fitness. Instead of mm-hmm. personal training, that's why I said don't, don't you don't need a personal trainer is because you don't, man. You have it in your brain, um, yeah. and you can do great things. As soon as you unlock it for yourself, the people are, you you think what you're doing with, with podcasts and stuff are amazing. Watch what happens when you when you start. You're going to do what you do different. Instead of instead of bringing it in, you all of a sudden you start projecting like you project now, but. It turns into a one-sided deal where you put out and it doesn't really matter. You don't really want it to come back in because it comes back so much more. And it's uh, you have to be that person that, that does that. Some people, some people can't do that. And their spouses can't do that. When they decide to be that person, their other half completely turns them. And not necessarily that they don't support them. They, they beat them down. They say, oh, all you, all you do is spend time in the gym. Or, oh, why are you spending more money on this? Or, or uh, you know, I don't ever see you because you go to the gym after work every day. I'm like, well, yeah, because... I come home. If I don't, I spend a half an hour in the bathroom pooping twice. And, you know, you don't want to sleep with me. I sleep on the couch because I snore because I fart all night or, you know, yeah. we don't, we can't cuddle because I have to jump out of bed because I have diarrhea because I have a horrible diet and, and my body's shutting down and I'm trying to go to the gym three times a week. And now you're, you're bitching at me because we're missing our show and it, it, it destroys families, bro. And, and, yeah. and, and I, I, I love, I can't say I love, but I love being the guy because I do not care about being open and honest with people because people who talk to me and would put me in the middle of a situation like that, love me both sides. And I will yeah. look someone square in the face and be like, you are dead wrong. Please stop telling them that they're going to go find a gym bitch. I've been in that position. That's how I met Heather. Heather is not because she's my girl. And you always say the girl you're with or the guy you're with is the best person in the world. Man, I, I, I have a few babies, moms. I have a couple kids 
It's not, I, I, like I said, I'm a wide open book. I'm not a bad guy. I've made bad decisions. I've made decisions that weren't my best or I didn't lead right with them. But I heard that when I was married for the last two years, I was changing my life and trying to lead her away from you know, certain habits and things that were changing and shaping who we were going to be forever. And all I heard was, you're going to find some Spartan bitch or, oh, you're going to find some little skinny bitch. And you're going to hear this. And I'm like, what is it? It's why don't you roll with me? And, and, and like, I'm signing you up for races and you're, you know, waking up, you know, drunk or you, you're tired because, you know, you're too back to the two theory. You know, I'll explain that to you later. You can't be two yeah. all the time when you're trying to do something. And so eventually you do split and you do find someone who does something similar to you. And hopefully it's someone who does their own thing and doesn't rely on you. And they just line theirs up with how it works with yours. And that's what goes on. That's what happens. A lot of relationships go through that. When one person decides to take charge of something, the other one, a lot of times is not on board until it's going to benefit them or they pull the trigger. So don't let that destroy anybody that's listening. Don't let that destroy you. Like stick with them unless they're beating you down and making you want to stop. They're not probably going to roll with you at first. So don't be deterred after two months if the other half doesn't roll to the gym with you. As long as they're not talking a bunch of crap to you, keep coming home the best person you can, showing them that you're there for them and that you're being a better person so you can live along and make them happy forever, man. That's what we're doing. So just keep doing it. Um, and like I said, I'm always open. You can call me personally anytime, man. And my number, everything's on my Facebook. I don't care. I answer calls in my life. You know how many people want to kill themselves right now? Oh, yeah. I'm not being yeah, funny. I'm not thing. being. No. I'm not being any kind of joker. Just just throwing that out there. Like I've yeah. got out of bed and sat on the couch at three twenty five, three twenty four in the morning the other day, and sat there for two hours. And just because the, the the question I get when I answer the phone when I'm dead gonna sleep is, "What are you doing?" I'm sleeping, motherfucker. But I'm answering the phone because I know why you're calling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not pissed. I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm sleeping. What's up, man? Oh, nothing. See what you're doing. I just got out of the bed. Heather didn't say anything. She knew what was going on. I rolled out of bed, went sat on the couch. You know, yeah. got me a got me a bubble water. I'm like, what's up going on? You know, and ends up talking to the guy. Supposedly he was going to come out and come, but he didn't come out and hang out. But that night wasn't his day. You know, we have people that personally aren't here anymore. And it's like, you know, we got to wake up and we got to be here, especially um, people that are in the OCR. Like you're into doing positive stuff, talking to these people like we're available. My website, my face, my, my Facebook, my Instagram, my phone number is on there. As long yeah. as you're not going to call me and start any issues or going to get me in any, any legal trouble or, or try to yeah involve me in anything that's negative or if it's something that's going to save a life or help a person or, or give them information or start a new trend if you want to talk about fitness at five in the morning because that's the only time you're free man just at least send me a message during the day before and i'll wake up at five in the morning and talk to you about fitness if that's what's really going to change but that's well, awesome you know that's it just i'm always here and if you have another half and you're if you're being and you're going into this life and coming into ocr and meeting people like us that are into this and changing lives. Like your other half doesn't roll with you. Let her roll with you is on the, on the back line. Be that, be that pit crew. I was talking about, be that, let her or him be that one at home supporting you and making it happen and, and coming home and saying, good job. Let me see the pictures. Let me see that metal, man. That is awesome. That's what you need. And if you have that, you're safe. <laughs> that's, that's that's where i get lucky is because my wife my wife will not do she has done some of the, the smaller like mud factors some of the ones like terrain race stuff like that she will not do a spartan she will not do a tough mudder. she's like that's, that's out of that's out of my realm but she will volunteer 
at I'm Spartan the same boat as you. and give me the free races. And she still comes to the events. And a lot of our, my, my Spartan family is her family too, even though she doesn't race with them, but she's still, you know, part of it. And she, we had a, about 12 years ago, I was way overweight and I lost about a hundred pounds and there was, it put a huge strain on our relationship because all of a sudden I went from being hugely overweight to, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm skinny again. Yes. And she's like, Oh, you're going to find someone better than me. You're going to do this and that. And it put a huge yes. strain, but we worked our way through it. And then, you know, it made us stronger in the end, you know, and now all of a sudden, yeah, she sits there and she works with me. We go to stuff together. And it, you know, once, once she stopped being a negative person about it, and once I stopped fighting her about it and yes, just said, that's okay, it. That's it. You know, and it wasn't just her. It was both of us. Both of us were reacting completely wrong. And then once we both sat down and we figured out, okay, we're reacting wrong to this. No, I get it. You don't want to do this stuff. And I keep trying to pressure you into it, which is making you hate it even more. You have to be independently dependent. And that's the deal. And that's where it worked out for you. And I'm glad to hear that. And that's the flip side of my story is I didn't want her to do it. And I'll be honest, Heather only ran Spartan seriously for the first year and a half. Now she's, she doesn't run races. She volunteers. That's exactly right. She doesn't run. She doesn't want to, but I met her after, but your wife, you butted heads because it was a different thing, but that's good that she was that person that can be independently dependent and understand that at first. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a jealousy. I was 288 pounds. I'm 170 pounds now, bro. I was 300 pounds. That's horrible. And it is different. Mm -hmm. And they do say things, Oh, you're going to find somebody else. And for a while, that's what I was saying. No, I'm not. And I was inviting her. I'm like, look, at least come or at least come volunteer or come hang out. And yours, at least embrace that. And that means she truly loved you. She trusted you. Yeah, but you got to trust somebody. You got to trust, dude. Women are like that. Yeah. And like I said, now we're at men, 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 men jump in where we make make (laughs) decisions like that. We make men, we make male part decisions. It's not about just genitals, but our brain is functioning like that. It's like when we want it, we go get it. And so yep. women analyze everything. So they have an issue with that sometimes in trusting you because no matter what, it's always, especially if you get better or they feel like so they don't want you to be better. They don't want to. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. Even me, yeah. even me getting doing, going back into things here, or I started teaching cycle at the gym. And, and, and Heather doesn't mind if I say anything. Like, even she would make comments at first. And we never fight or anything, but she would, I can see when she says, she'd be like, you're going to so hook up with all these other girls. Are you kidding me? No. I love you more than I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. There's no way in hell I would be go to anybody, regardless of what they look like or what they had. Number one, have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Number two, even if you were burned up at, at to a crisp, I, and I was here, I would I would only here because of you, and I feel a certain way about you. Definitely, yeah. I'm changing my life is not going to make and 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 uh, and, and she does, and, and that's cool. She understands it. And that's cool. Yours understands it. I wish my, like I would say, I could say, I wish my wife understood it because I would never be here where I am now. I wouldn't, but if she would have understood it and I would have rolled through it, man, and we would have stayed in line being independently dependent. I am absolutely dependent on my girl, man. I love Heather to death, but I am absolutely independent. And so is she doesn't affect us. You roll in line together, my friend. And that's luckily, like I said, it was a, we, there was a rough patch, but we worked through it and now we're, you know, we're, we're stronger because of it. So it's, yeah, but well, you're, we you're independent when you meet somebody and then you got to yeah. think about it. That's why, that's why that happens is because what happens, it's all about getting together and putting everything together and then you get married together and then you're together together. And it's a mentality that it has to be together. And it's not, that's a, that's not anything that you guys do wrong. It's the inability to see that and correct it. And sometimes it's age. It's a lot of times. If it happens in your 20s, 
you don't get it. If you happens in your, you know, you have to be in your mid thirties where you've been around enough and you compute it different because we're so bred to grow up. And then when you get a relationship, you connect and you everything because you're everything together. And that's kind of what breaks is you realize you're not everything together, but you really like that person. If you have to be able to compute that to, you know, to back to where people say, you know, we talk to my guy friends, you know, about, you know, you know, being intimate with their partners and stuff. And I'm like, I can't have a conversation with you like that. Like, teenage, I think I, I think I have, I have, have more action now than I was a teenager. Like, <laughs> I guess like yeah. but it's just, you have to have that connection. And it's, it's like, it's weird. You have to be able to not depend and depend. Like once you become a couple and married and you're, Oh, we love each other. We hang pictures everywhere. It's all about us. You have to be able to start that day and do you all day. Yep. And, and and still be that couple while you do all day because the reality of life is you're really only you as a couple when you're sleeping and maybe two hours. Yeah. Other than that, right. you're doing somebody doing something else. You have to do something else. You have to, your mind has to be a hundred percent focused somewhere else. Are you- oh, I agree. But I would say we, we should probably wrap this up. Usually we try and go an hour and I think we're almost to an hour and a half. Yeah, you got it wherever you got it. I'm just, we're just chatting. At least you got stuff you can play no. with. Too. Yeah, no, and this was great. And I, I definitely agree. We do need to, I do that two theory. I, I want to hear more about that. So we do need to set up a, another another session that we can sit down and talk some more. So yeah. um, it's but, serious, yeah. but good. It's not negative at all. If anything, it's just insight on how to word anything, even you tell yourself, like you have to tell yourself things certain yeah. ways from the start of the plan. If you don't, the plan is going to, it's going to be hard from the gate. If you don't line it up from the first sentence, that's where it's no, I agree. All right. Perfect. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much, Kobe. Um, it's been a blast talking to you and I'm glad I, I finally got to do this. I mean, you're, you're right. We do have a lot of, our brains seem to work on that same, the same wavelength. So we're All definitely right. going to need to talk some more. So we got time to right. sit and think, man, be safe out there. Keep moving. Use your equipment. Yep. You got it. I think I All have right. your phone number now. If I do, you're going to start getting random texts. I'm going to be like, use your equipment. All right. Hey, if you don't, I will actually, I'll send it to you on messenger to make sure you do. So you can send me those. So that would make make you post live burpee pictures. I want to see 20 (laughs) burpees on the, on the camera, homeboy. (laughs) All right. All right. All right, right, man. Look, have an amazing weekend. I really appreciate you uh, calling to talk to me though. I I was looking forward to it. So I'm glad we made it happen. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, Find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.